Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, we'll have the founders of CryZen, which is an algorithmic trading platform for cryptocurrencies. So if you're ever wondering uh, either what an algorithmic trading platform is or how that associates with cryptocurrency, you'll want to stay tuned. Also, I'll be talking about the Citrix breach and what happened around the concept of email spraying. And of course, we'll be talking about the pivot. So don't go away. On this week's tech news, in a little bit of sense of irony, Elizabeth Warren, who's a presidential candidate, she had her ads on Facebook banned by Facebook itself. And the ads happened to be actually talking about her vision, which is to break up large technology companies such as Facebook or Google or Twitter, et cetera. Um, Facebook responded saying that they banned her not because of the content, but because her campaign used their logo um, without authorization. And so therefore, they put back her ads and are happy to get into a, a discourse around what she's saying in her campaign and the concept that they're censoring uh, ads. In other news, the Department of Homeland Security announced that they will have facial recognition scanners deployed at the top 20 airports in the United States by 2021. This is a follow-up to the Obama administration's 2015 um, law that said that they needed to implement this for U.S. Customs and Border Protection, and then followed up with the Trump administration's March 2017 executive order to speed this up. They want to be able to identify 100% of all international passengers, including American citizens, when they're traveling. And I'm sure this will be uh, more in the news. We recently talked about RPA, or Robotic Process Automation. It continues to be in the news. Uh, Whether it might not have gone mainstream yet, this is that... More and more mundane tasks will be done by software or a robot. Uh, We estimate somewhere between 17 and 47% of all jobs that are done behind a computer screen can be done by a robot. Um, New surveys done by Ernst & Young's chief innovation officer said that in 18 months of deployment, uh, over 12% of the approximately 250 companies surveyed that they had already adopted an RPA project, and of the group, 21% said they were going to be planning on investing even more. So as we discuss often, this is something that's very disruptive and that people should want to stay on top of it so they stay current with their skills. And that's the Tech News of the Week. Welcome back to the show. Today I have... Shuvro Biswas and Brian Laura of Kryzen, and that's an algorithmic trading platform for cryptocurrency. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. I'm Shuvro. Thank you for having us, man. I'm Brian. Yeah. So uh, I think to get started with, we should just go back to the basics. And at first, um, even before that, how did you guys get started in algorithmic trading to begin with? So I've been trading for a long time. Uh, you know, I, I have played around with stocks um, 
And, you know, as someone who's coming from a math background, one of the first things you think about is, okay, you know, if I buy low and sell high, that's enough to make a profit. Is there some way to model this data to predict when I should buy low and when I should sell high? So I was just naturally, you know, kind of curious about can you um, predict very minor movements? It doesn't have to be a large movement. And if you can do that systematically, then, you know, you, you found a way to uh, take uh, some market inefficiency and, and profit off of it. So I was pretty naturally uh, drawn towards it. And I think a lot of people um, who are in math and computer science, when they get exposed to uh, finance, stocks, uh, crypto, that's one of the things that naturally occurred to them. Yeah, I find that uh, pretty frequently, especially my f- colleagues and friends, that um, they're very good at math. I mean, real math, not arithmetic. And then they have the bug for investments and they figure out patterns, uh, which I think would also be helpful then to talk about your education and your career because this all ties together. Absolutely. Um, so I graduated in 2014 with a master's in applied math. Um, after that, I, I, I was pretty uh, you know, interested in and passionate about machine learning. So I, I was like going down the machine learning rabbit hole uh, because it's a general tool to solve um, lots of different problems, right? The problem domain doesn't really matter. You can solve problems in medicine with machine learning, you know, maybe looking at x-ray scans and trying to figure out if there's some anomaly there. Or you can apply it to markets and look at economic data and try to predict if you know, something's going to happen uh, soon. So it just felt like a general superpower. And I, as I started using it more and more, um, I guess one of the most immediate applications I could put it towards was trading. And so, you know, while working in machine learning, um, this is something I've always been exploring on the side. I had a, I mean, do you want me to go into my career and how I got here today? Yes, absolutely. Sure, sure. So I had a uh, you know, data science consultancy for a bit, um, and, and one of our clients got acquired by uh, Coupa. So at that point, uh, you know, we built a lot of the technology that was um, of interest for that acquisition. So uh, the consulting group that I was part of had to transition into Coupa and be part of this acqui-hire. Uh, so at Coupa, I also spent um, time uh, looking at, you know, text data using machine learning uh, methods. And, and the objective there was to look at... Um, business transactions and use machine learning to categorize, okay, was this transaction for a business dinner? Was this transaction for uh, office equipment, right? And so if you could find out what money was being spent on in an automated way, you can optimize that. So that was the problem I was working in. Um, And yeah, on on the side, I've been following crypto for many years. It's been uh, something that I believe in philosophically, something that, you know, I haven't traded actively until, um, you know, maybe late 2017. And so at that point, um, you know, we were, I was at Coupa and you know, because of this acquisition and uh, it was you know, getting, crypto so, was taking off. So, so why don't we go back to, because um, that, that gives you a solid foundation for getting into algorithmic trading. Why don't we spend a little bit of time before the next segment talking about what algorithmic trading itself is? Sure, sure. So, I mean, the simplest way to put it is that it's automated trading, right? So instead of you looking at um, the markets and deciding when to buy and sell, you have a computer program where you kind of uh, offload some of your assumptions about the market too, right? So if you think the market's going to uh, go up, if it goes up seven days in a row, 
or you can codify that and have some program buy for you when that signature occurs, right? So it's a way to test your assumptions and ideas about the markets um, and then let it run on autopilot for you. So the first thing you would do is simulate your you know, strategy on past data. And it's not new. Algorithmic training has been around for quite a while. It has been, yeah. So it's been uh, applied to the stock market um, you know, from er- the early 2000s, maybe even uh, further back than that. And you know, some people have seen uh, quite a bit of success uh, doing algorithmic trading in, st- in the stock market, right? And it's early days for crypto, so it seemed like a great opportunity for us to get into. Yeah, no, so I think it's a great start to the show, and that's what I want to get into into our next segment. I want to talk about uh, more about the algorithmic trading the history, and then how that relates to cryptocurrency. And, and then I also want to talk further about what Kryzen is doing. So you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo, joined with Shuvro Biswas and Brian Laura of Kryzen. Uh, if you have any questions or comments about today's show, email us at info at svin.biz, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Today, I'm joined with Shivro Biswas, who is the CEO of Kryzen, and Brian Laura, who's the head of business development, and they have worked on an algorithmic trading platform for cryptocurrency. Welcome back, guys. Thank you. Thank you. So this week's question is, what is the difference between traditional algorithmic trading, and algorithmic trading on cryptocurrencies. So since Shuvaro and Brian are here with us today, I think that's a perfect question for you guys to answer. Absolutely. I mean, the first uh, difference that pops out is that the crypto markets are 24-7 versus the stock markets and traditional uh, equities and futures markets. They're predicated around the 9 to 5 work hours based based in Eastern time. Um, and, And so it's more... I guess, um, approachable or uh, amenable to algorithmic trading because you can't necessarily stay up all night and look at what's going on in the markets. So there's a greater need for algorithmic trading in crypto. Um, And other differences are it's early days for crypto. So there are a lot of inefficiencies in the crypto markets that don't exist in the stock markets or equities markets because, you know, algorithmic trading has been occurring in those markets for a long time, and all these little inefficiencies have been kind of uh, squashed out by by the large players. So things like arbitrage, which you would not typically see um, you know, in an efficient market, do exist in, in the crypto markets, or at least they did in the early uh, earlier parts of 2018, where you could you know, buy Bitcoin on Exchange A for a slightly cheaper price than on Exchange B, Right, so you buy it on one, move it to the other, sell it there. You can make a little profit. Now, those kind of little inefficiencies shouldn't exist in a efficient market. Uh, so, so there's more, I would say, inefficiencies, efficient, sorry, inefficiencies in the crypto markets, and it's twenty four seven. So it's a great, uh, you know, a fertile ground for algorithmic trading. What's your prediction on uh, when the crypto trading on algorithms uh, when that matures? Um, I think the crypto markets are moving at an accelerated rate uh, compared to the stock market. So it's maturing and evolving at a much faster rate. So, you know, I don't think it will take the same amount of time it did for the stock markets, which was, you know, maybe from the early 2000s to whenever. I think it will definitely occur faster. Uh, 
in terms of specifically when that's a, uh, I mean, that's anyone's guess, but I would say maybe three to five years, it, it, it should start getting uh, a lot more attention from algo traders. It's already getting a lot of attention from algo traders, but I see it maturing quite a bit in the three to five year timescale. All right. Well, thanks, Shuvro. So, Brian, in your role with business development for Kryzen, what are you seeing the patterns and trends for people who are getting um, into what Kryzen is doing and just algorithmic trading in general for cryptocurrency? Patterns in regards to what? Patterns in regards to um, who are the people most likely to test and adopt this? I, I think in general, right, because uh, Shuvro was just talking about the history of algorithmic trading starting in the early 2000s. Um, I, like I said, I know a lot of people who jumped into that, got, got really in deep. And since we're at an accelerated pace, um, overall, there's a lot of cynicism around cryptocurrency in general, especially with the, with the massive swings that have happened in the last um, five or six years. So for even somebody to be willing to jump into this, what is their mindset? What are they thinking about? Well, I've seen that uh, mostly a lot of people who are you know, mathematically inclined tend to gravitate towards algorithmic trading. Just because they're, you know, they can spot the patterns and they can, you know, identify the inefficiencies in a very effective way. And, um, you know, the volatility, in my opinion, I think individuals that may not be so mathematically inclined, they will soon gravitate towards it because they will kind of see this as an opportunity to hedge their bets. And something that's so volatile like cryptocurrency with an opportunity to kind of safeguard your assets by having somebody monitoring it 24-7, essentially our crypto trading assistant you know, you, you can become more effective. So I think as of right now, more, mostly developers, quants, people who are mathematically inclined, but in the future, I think we'll transcend into a, a broader cast. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's a good point. Um, not that I'm as mathematically inclined as either of you, <laughs> but uh, my uncle who was a NASA a scientist um, until he retired, and he and my cousins, they're all very mathematically inclined. So this is, you know, pre-algorithmic trading. It's exactly what you said. These are people who really get the math they really get the concept. It's easy for them to embrace. So I'm trying to think about the other 90% of the population. What is it going to take because of that steep learning curve for them to embrace this technology? I think uh, more so the way that we package it. And most recently, we've been deciding that it's more personable to be the person's crypto trading assistant. It's kind of uh, you know a platform to actually offload your actual ideas, your hypothesis, and test, these, test this out. So, you know, making it more personable where it's actually a crypto trading assistant is kind of duplicating yourself. Uh, you know, you have to sleep. You can't stay up 24 hours. And if we if we could, we'd get a lot more done. But if you duplicate yourself and offload your ideas onto this platform and allow it to actually, you know, take these steps for you, I think that, you know, more people will actually use it. Okay. And, and in this, do you need to work with an exchange or you do this as an individual? Um, we, we connect to other exchanges, so we don't do any crypto trading on the platform itself. We will connect to Binance, which is supported at the moment, and in the future, other exchanges such as Coinbase. Uh, so we provide you guys the tools to, as Brian said, uh, test your ideas and simulate what would have happened on past data, right? Here's the strategy, what would have it done, you know, have, had I run it over 2018. And then once you're satisf satisfied with that, you push a button and you know it will go and run on the actual markets. Oh, great. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then this is a really off-the-wall question because I've been talking about it for weeks. And Shuro and I, we were on a panel together uh, last a few weeks back. When it came to the Quadrica CX scandal, and just as an update uh, for people following along, a Canadian crypto exchange, the 
founder allegedly died in India with the only um, who was the only custodian of the passwords to the crypto wallets, hot or cold. And um, through all that, the forensic auditors recently said that they see no evidence that the um, even if you couldn't get into it because he, he passed away, that there was no funds left in those in those cold storage wallets. Uh, a lot of fear around exchanges in general. But what was really interesting that I don't hear talking much about, but I, I covered it in a, in a previous show, was that whoever was investing on Quadriga CX, they were actually purchasing Bitcoin and Ethereum at a higher price, significantly higher price mm. than on a Binance or a Coinbase. And we can speculate why that would be. How would your solution um, address that? So at the moment, we're connecting to Binance only, but potentially, um, not potentially, in the future, we will be connecting to multiple exchanges, and that would, in theory, let you uh, take advantage of arbitrage. Uh, arbitrage opportunities um, also require you know, speed, right? So our platform right now is trading on a one-minute frequency, uh, so I, I would not recommend that for you know catching every single arbitrage right. opportunity, but we do have plans on speeding it up to one second. So when that happens, um, if you're able to trade at you know, a one second or higher rate and have access to multiple exchanges, you can definitely uh, take advantage of arbitrage. In my view, um, I think arbitrage is, is limited. There, there's a half-life, and, and I think it's starting to kick in. I ma- manually made money off of arbitrage in early 2018. I can no longer do that. <laughs> um, so the opportunity for arbitrage is there, but I think it's tapering off. So we're focusing more on um, other categories of strategies where it's more based on the direction of the market, right? So there's directional strategies and then there's arbitrage strategies. These are two categories among you know other categories uh, that also exist. Great. Well, thank you. Yeah. So once again, you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Today in studio, we have the founder and CEO of Kryzen, Shuro Biswas, and Brian Lohr, the head of business development. They have a startup on algorithmic trading platforms for cryptocurrencies. If you have any questions or comments about what we're talking about today, email us at info at svn.biz. Also wanted to remind you that the 2019 Tulip Conference, my conference on emerging technologies, is happening June 3rd through 7th in San Francisco. If you wanted more information on how to be a speaker or a sponsor, also email us at info at svn.biz, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Today, I'm joined with the founder and CEO of Kryzen, Shuvro Biswas and the head of business development, Brian Laura, and we're talking about their algorithmic trading platform for cryptocurrencies. Glad to be here. Thank you for having us. On this week's CyberTip, I want to talk about the recent breach that was announced by Citrix, a leading software provider. They confirmed that their company's internal network um, had been the victim of a hacking attack using a method called password spraying. And I'll get into what password spraying is just a bit, but in essence, in a report to the FBI, they believe that they had been exposed for about 10 years, and they allege that possibly Iranian hackers or the culprits 
and they'd stolen uh, various types of business documents that they have not disclosed yet what they were. Password spraying is a much uh, simpler type of attack than you might think. It literally is that since hackers know it's uh, sometimes hard to hack repeatedly because you might get timed out, they instead get a user list, so maybe the user list at your company, user list of um, your system, and then try one or two times across the entire username list on a very simple password, like one, two, three, four, five, six. And so even if you have the best systems or some of the best tools in place, if you're not enforcing strong passwords, you're letting your users use weak passwords, that is going to be a major vulnerability. There are various methods. You can um, Google them or reach out to different providers, or you can email us at info at svan.biz on how you can keep your business or your environment safe. But these are some very simple techniques. So tip again is to enforce very strong passwords, just like your bank would, and do that across your enterprise and don't reuse the passwords. And just be aware that how this happens, they collect lists of passwords from other compromised sites. And so don't use the same password either. And that's the tip of the week. So welcome back to the show. Once again, I have Shuro Biswas and Brian Laura of Kryzen on the show. And in the earlier segments, we were talking about algorithmic trading, the history of that, um, where that is related to and what you're working on with the trading platform for cryptocurrencies. And, you know, I'm not a mathematician, but again, how easy will this become for the average trader to adopt and use for themselves? That's a really great question. And, you know, our, our vision is really to empower all traders to have access to this technology. Um, and we want to democratize algorithmic trading. It's typically seen as a tool for mathematicians and computer scientists, as you mentioned. Um, but we really think it's more generally about offloading your ideas and cognition to the machine, right? Everyone has some ideas and thoughts and assumptions and hunches about the market. Um, the problem is communicating that to a computer program at, and, uh, and the rawest form of communicating that to a computer program is by writing it, right? So these technologies have typically been only accessible to developers, but if you create interfaces where it's very easy to test your ideas um, through UIs and, and then in the future through maybe even natural language, then you can start uh, everyone with some idea or you know hypothesis about the market can start testing that out and then having some uh, bot you know carry out those actions for them as well. So right now we have um, this really cool piece of technology that takes a, a piece of code which represents a trading algorithm and auto generates a UI on top of it. Right. So before on our platform you kind of had to be a developer to use these trading strategies and bots. Now we have something that auto-translates code into a UI or auto-generates a UI uh, for people. And so you can go on our platform now and look at, okay, here's five different strategies. This strategy assumes uh, what that if the market goes up, it continues going up. This strategy assumes that if the market has gone up too much, maybe the opposite is going to happen and it's going to reverse, right? So what are your thoughts and beliefs about the market? Pick, pick the strategy that matches closely, you know, closest um, to what you believe. And, and then you can go in and start messing around with the knobs and dials. You don't have to look at code, uh, but you can mess around with the parameters of each strategy. So what, what are parameters? So for example, we have one strategy in our platform where you look at 
If the price change over a certain amount of days is positive, you buy. If it's negative, sell, right? So the number of days, uh, that's something you can change. So you can change that from seven to 14. And these are things you can now change through a UI rather than having to um, look at code. So the idea, uh, just to summarize, is you know for you to find strategies that match your beliefs about the market, try them out, you know, try messing with the knobs and dials in a way that makes sense and is uh, most resembling what you believe about the market, and then simulate that, right? We have the ability to simulate all of these strategies on past data, and when you're satisfied and you think you haven't overfit or over-engineered uh, what you're trying to do, then you run that with a small amount of capital on the live markets. And that whole process you can do right now on our platform in under two, three minutes if you wanted to. I mean, obviously, we recommend spending more time on the experimentation, but in theory, in two, three minutes, you can go from, I have an idea, this strategy you know, kind of looks like what I'm thinking. Okay, let me fiddle around with it a little bit, and now I press a button and it's running on Binance. You can do that whole process in a few minutes without looking at any code or writing a single line of code. So um, that's one step we've taken towards democratizing this technology. And of course, we can make that experience a lot better and smoother, and those are things that we're working on. Now, these are great points. So let's go. Let's go back a little bit because um, the the listeners are of all different types. Some are very comfortable with cryptocurrency. Some are not. So I, I think the question is: uh, everything you said sounds really good in empowering the individual. Mm-hmm. But what is kind of the minimum level of comfort around either trading platforms or cryptocurrencies to get started? Is is one a requirement for the other? Um, yeah, I, th- I think you have to know. Uh, about the asset class you're trading. Uh, so you have, of course, right? So you have to know about, you know, what is Ethereum? Is this something that I want to be trading? What is Bitcoin? Um, and then the platform itself, if you can use the internet and use uh, yeah, an UI, which everyone can, you can use it. Um, there is some technical knowledge involved, which is uh, translating your assumptions into something concrete, right? Mm-hmm. So um, there's two categories of trading strategies. One is uh, and th- there's more, but two main categories of strategies are um, one trend following strategies, which means that if the market is moving in a certain direction, it continues moving in that direction. And then there are mean reversion strategies where the assumption is that if the market moves in some direction for a long amount of time, it's going to come back to the mean. So it's going to do the opposite. Um, and then that can take on many forms, right? The simplest version of that is if I see a seven-day trend or I see a, you know N-day trend, I'm going to buy because I think it's going to continue. So then my belief about the market is that it's trend following. Or I do the exact opposite, right? If, if the price goes up for seven days in a row or over seven days, then I'm going to sell because I think the opposite, that market's gone up too much, right? So then my you know fundamental assumption is that this is mean reverting. You can take that even further, have moving averages, uh, statistical models, and all this. So it can get technical, but it doesn't need, you know, it, it's as technical as you want it to be. And, and our goal is for people who conceptually understand these things to be able to do it. So we think people should be limited by their conceptual understanding, not by their technical know how and ability to implement what they think about the market, right? So if you conceptually understand what a moving average is and you think, um, this and this may happen if the moving average does that, well, you should be able to test that and deploy that to the markets. But right now there's a problem where there are people who do understand these things, but they are manually trading because these tools aren't there for them. Right. So that's great. So that's the market fit is that people who really understand uh, what the power of these platforms because they're doing it manually. Yeah. 
is the sweet spot. So then how are you getting the word out? So exactly, you hit the nail on the head. Our, our target audience are, is day traders, active traders who look at charts, look at different indicators on these charts, and then they manually trade, and we want to give them these tools. Um, we've noticed that you know when we talk about interesting strategies or ideas and post it on Reddit, it just goes you know to the top. Like we recently posted on our algo trading, and it went to the top um, and was the top post for the, if you sort it by month. Uh, it was the top full post for the entire month. Um, so, you know, our goal is just to kind of provide some thought leadership, you know, create strategies, talk about strategies. And, you know, it's about, it comes out naturally from the R&D we're doing, right? When you find something interesting, you know what it is, and then you write about it, and you talk about it, and people uh, gain value from it, and, and it gets shared. So, um, you know, we're spreading the word. I guess, in a gorilla way, but it's working. It's getting out there. Very organically. Yeah, you know, there was a Hacker News article end of last year that talked about algorithmic trading in cryptocurrencies as a once-in-a-decade opportunity. Mm. What's your thought on that? Um, I, I think what he's referring to is that there's a lot of inefficiencies, and so if you get in right now, you could probably make a lot of money. Um, you know, from the R&D that I've been doing, very simple ideas can work. Um and you know you have to be careful. You know, just because it worked on the past data that you simulated on doesn't mean it will work in the future. But you know if you're scientific and methodical about it, you can find uh, profitable strategies. We provide you know template strategies for people to start off with and tweak. Uh, I think there is a great opportunity right now. I think there will always be an opportunity, but I think it's easier right now because the the markets are so inefficient. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think if you. Th it Bitcoin just turned ten earlier this year, depending yeah. on, on within a few months, depending on which which uh, which philosophy you believed was the starting date. So, a stock market hundreds of years old, right? So, there isn't as much data, but you did say that it's moving faster than other markets. So, it's going to be really interesting to see when people start kicking the tires on Kryzen, what they're going to be able to to simulate. Yeah, yeah. Um... Absolutely. I, I, I think, you know, that, that's why we created the platform, right? We, we scratched our own itch because we were, again, a, a team of mathematicians, physicists, computer scientists, and we wanted to create trading bots ourselves. But, you know, once you open it up to everyone, you get the creativity of the entire world um, you know, coming, coming together to find all the inefficiencies that are out there. So I think people are going to build a lot of cool stuff. Thanks. So Shuvro and Brian, thanks for being here today. Shuvro, for just the last minute we have in this segment, how do people get a hold of you? Um, you can email me at shuvro.biswas at kryzen.com. I guess we can put this on the description yep, or we Brian. We definitely will. Yeah. 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 And then again, if it's easier, just email us at info at svn.biz. Today, once again, we've had Shivro Biswas, founder and CEO of Kryzen, and Brian Lord, the head of business development, talking about algorithmic trading and algorithmic trading platforms for cryptocurrency. It's relatively nascent, but uh, again, it could be a once in a decade opportunity. So, um, for those who with the stomach, you should embrace that now. <laughs> um, and if you have any other questions or comments about today's show, emails at info at svn.biz. Don't go away because we'll be talking with Shuvro and Brian in our last segment, The Pivot. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. 
on today's show, I've had the founder and CEO of Kryzen, Shuvro Biswas, and Brian Lord, the head of business development. We talked about their algorithmic trading platform for cryptocurrencies. And now we're going to talk about our segment, The Pivot. So welcome back, guys. Thank you. Thank you. So as a reminder, The Pivot can be all different types of pivots, good and bad, companies pivoting, individuals pivoting. I think one that's really in the news this week is the number of times Elon Musk and Tesla has pivoted. Uh, we could talk about their retail strategy where in December, Elon announced through Twitter, as he usually does, that they were going to open up a lot of new stores and shopping malls. And then last week said um, he was going to get rid of all retail stores so that he can drop the price of the cars. And then just most recently in this week that we're recording, he stated that actually we're going to keep half of the retail sites. And uh, my feeling in terms of what I do at Guardian Insight, my consulting firm, my feeling is that uh, probably didn't realize that there's long-term leases involved in retail <laughs> space. And so even if you got rid of your retail stores, you still have to pay for the leases. So so that's one pivot. Not going to put a judgment on that, but you know that's interesting. And then the other one was the pricing strategy around the car itself. Mm. So Shuvro, you've been following this. What are your thoughts? I, I haven't followed the pricing strategy, but I, I do want to comment on him, um, you know, kind of flipping back and forth between let's get rid of retail, let's have you know, have it completely, or let, now let's get 50% of it, right? So uh, Musk is a guy that thinks very logically and probabilistically, and I think in his head he sees like this probability distribution over possibilities, and he's exploring it, right? And, you know, he when you explore something deeply, I think you should, you know, take different viewpoints. And so you see him oscillating be between different viewpoints because it is a probability distribution for him. And then he hones in on, okay, let's do 50-50. That seems like it makes sense. But I kind of resonate with that. Like for you to truly know what the consequence of a decision is, you almost need to take it. And so he takes it and he says something, then he switches it and, and he explores the other one fully. And then he comes to some kind of conclusion. I, I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's fascinating because uh, I, I talk a lot about my background, which is uh, constrained by large corporate. Mm -hmm. And so most large corporate executives um, would not be as free-flowing yeah. with their ideas, especially in a publicly traded um, environment regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission. Yeah. So he's taking a lot of risks, but that's why he can, because he's Elon Musk and he's a billionaire. So thank you for, for helping out with that part of it. But I also wanted to talk about um, something in what we've been talking about today on the Algo trading platforms for cryptocurrency, which is fascinating. What does the future of that look like? So, so to us, it's more about, um, again, offloading your cognition into the machine, right? So in, in five years, we want people who don't even want to click buttons to be able to use this through some kind of voice app. So you could say, hey, Kryzen, buy Bitcoin. Or hey, Kryzen, buy Bitcoin if the SEC approves ETFs. Hey, Kryzen, when moon, right? So we want people <laughs> to be able to talk to some kind of assistant, right? So it's not just you know, some technical thing. It's about you having a conversation about your ideas about the market, and then you have this assistant that goes and does it for you, right? right. That's really the vision. Well, that's, that's the futuristic vision. So now back to the practical, are all the components in place for you to actually develop that, or are you waiting on some pieces before you can fulfill that dream? So, so we, we're at the early stages, but we do see a pathway to get there, right? So we started off with the interface where once you log into our platform, you have to look at code and deal with code. 
Then we moved uh, one step away from that to something more uh, user-friendly where this code now translates into a UI or you just move some sliders around or you know, uh, you know go to a drop-down menu and pick something. And so that's taking a step towards opening it up. Um, you know, we plan on pushing out a Kryzen app soon. I won't mention what the time frame for that is. Um, and so that would probably be the first app that gives you the power of algorithmic trading in your pocket. We're not aware of anything that exists like that. Uh, will that app, even though you've not committed to the delivery of that, will that be on all platforms? Uh, yes, absolutely. We might start off with you know, one platform in particular and then branch out to the others, but we do plan. You know, we do want everyone to have access to this, and, and so we do want to support all platforms. And so once you have that app, now you know, you're using this app and you're scrolling through different strategies, clicking on a strategy, you know, messing around with it. It's almost like a video game. Uh, you're trying to find the best strategy with the best parameters that give you the greatest return, and when you do find it, you can deploy it. And that's all through a UI on an app that you can do if you're bored at the bus stand. And then the evolution from that is, okay, then we can get voice integrated in it. And, and you know, AI and natural language processing and speech recognition, it's all getting better. So I don't see why in the three to five year horizon we can build something like this. Are you constrained by the United States or is this a global app? It is It is a global app at this point. Um, yeah, it, it's a software as a service. So we're not processing any crypto on the platform directly. So mm -hmm. it's just you're going there and, and paying a monthly subscription. So we haven't had any severe limitations yet. Are you paying in crypto or are you paying in fiat? You're paying in fiat. So if we <laughs> we do want to accept crypto at some point, but there's going to be a lot of regulation that we need to get through before Certainly. we do that. Yeah, yeah, we talk about that a lot. So, so Brian, yeah. as a both um, being part of Kryzen and also being a user, what are your thoughts on the interaction uh, for you in the UI? Shuvro's talked a lot about that. Yeah, my favorite part so far is that it's simple. It's um, you know, simply three steps. You log on. You go to your dashboard, you select an algorithm, you backtest it. If you like it, you know, you deploy it. If you don't, you can edit the parameters very simply. So it, it's very interactive and simple to use, which we think is, you know, kind of key. All right. Well, with that, once again, Shuvra Biswas, founder and CEO of Kryzen, and Brian Laura, head of business development. Thanks again for being on the show today. It's been fascinating to talk about algorithmic trading. I wish you all the best and hope to have you back on sometime. For the listener, if you have any questions or comments, email us at info at svi.biz, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Great. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846. 888-828-SVIN. I'm Kelly Testy, the president of the Law School Admission Council. If you're thinking of applying to law school, we offer free LSAT prep tools and more to help guide your law school journey. Learn more by visiting discoverlaw.com.